end. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Please take a seat. Okay, and we're joined back again by our friends, hopefully, and uh, it's great to have you with us still. If you were to think for a moment about what you've loved about our church, the way that you've encountered God's presence, or you've experienced his spirit, or Jesus has really touched your life in a particular way, or maybe there's practical needs that have been met in one way or another by people in our church. And then maybe think about the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other people whose lives have been impacted and touched by all the kinds of things that we've just talked about. And then if you were to imagine, if you were to imagine that Catalyst Vineyard had never existed, what would have been lost? And we're desperate to make sure that in 30 years time or 50 years time, no one has to experience that. That our church is here for the long haul in every area, every region where we're represented right now. And that's why we just had this sense, that, what was it, about this time last year that the Lord was saying to us we needed to strengthen the stakes. We needed to just invest in particular areas to make sure that what we had was more resilient and more strong uh, for the decades to come. So I just want to take a moment just to report back on how that's all been going, because many of you gave very generously and sacrificially, and uh, we just want to let you know where we're up to with the progress of that. You, you, you might remember that the result of the uh, giving day was amazing, but also not at all what we were expecting. And so what actually ended up happening was uh, that we, we received a huge amount of money in one-off gifts. It was about £129,000, an astonishing amount of money. And uh, the, the monthly increase that we were hoping to see, which was an increase of £25,500 a month plus gift aid, which is, I mean, we, we all knew that that was a lot of money. Actually, we, when it all kind of leveled out and, and all was said and done, it, it, it landed at about 13000 and so you can see that as the trustees, we were kind of thinking, oh gosh, how, how, what does that actually mean? And how do we use that money now? Because there's less money coming in every month, but they, we've got this amount of cash. And so we've had to proceed, proceed with an, a, an amount of caution that we weren't necessarily expecting. The cash meant that we could do some things earlier, but it also, the situation meant that we just, we probably will get to most things, but some things will take longer than we had thought that they would. And uh, how, that said, we have made a lot of progress over the last year. So we've been working really, really hard, for example, with the kids team to uh, just help them to get to a more resilient place where they could do what they do joyfully, as they already do, but for many years to come. And so there's a new program that we've uh, started using, new equipment to run the program, more team recruited for all of the sites to make sure that that's more resilient. The kitchen in this building that was really not fit for purpose is almost finished, and everyone who's already using it is saying, wow, what a difference it's made to have that done, as well as the toilets and the hallway uh, renovations and all those things. Um, my little dream of having these like wheeled cages coming out of the vans with ramps and all of that stuff took us a while to get there, but it's, a, it's, like, it's like poetry in motion now, mostly. Uh, hopefully you, you guys who do that every week will agree with me, but that's been such a big difference to preserve the 
the vertebrae of the people who are doing all of that work. Uh, we've bought two digital sound desks that are being trialled in two sites at the moment, and then they'll be rolled out to the other sites. And that is a way of being able to press a button and it remembers everything that you did last week or everything, everything that you did the last time that particular band played or whatever. So it's going to make a huge difference. Uh, we've purchased brand new projectors for all the sites and again those are being rolled out so currently I'm really hoping the people in Ellen the people on the front row are now getting a suntan from the brightness of the projectors that are there and everyone else is really looking forward to those new projectors arriving in other places too there were a whole bunch of staff that actually were being paid not at all what was appropriate for what they were responsible for and we were really worried that what might happen is people could come and say, listen, I love my job. I know that God's smile is on me when I do this job. I feel called to be here. I just can't afford to be here anymore. And so we're so thrilled that some of that money was able to be allocated by the trustees to uh, improve those uh, salaries in a bunch of different situations. And if you're on our staff and you didn't get that, then, then your salary was okay already. Uh, so... <laughs> You might not agree with me, but that's a different point altogether. Uh, you also sent Taryn and I on a sabbatical as the kind of uh, happy guinea pigs for a new sabbatical policy that's about to be rolled out to all of our pastoral staff. And I'll tell you what, if there's one thing that has made uh, the, the biggest single difference to uh, Taryn and I's personal walk with Jesus and our sense of call and sense of life in what we do is that. And so we are so grateful for that. And so what we're expecting now is over the next year, at least two other of our pastoral staff will take their sabbaticals. Obviously, if everyone, everyone went on sabbatical at the same time, it would be a nightmare. But, you know, we're just excited for that and how that's going to be rolled out in the near future. The worship team have been investing particularly in young people and so there's a whole bunch of young people now who are finding their way through the ranks and really getting skilled musically in what they do which we're excited about. They've also had gatherings across the sites for team nights, investing in training and development of our teams. Our youth pastor, Dave Hall, is like the child whisperer or the youth whisperer. He's, he's one of the most gifted youth leaders on the planet, I think, uh, and uh, he's also well, let's just say that we saw it appropriate to invest in some admin support for him. And uh, actually that came just in the nick of time. So, so Bex joined the staff team and then really soon after that it, turned that, he, it turned out that he needed to be in Glasgow for several months. And so that's just been a godsend to our young people and the youth ministry, really amazing. We've, we've increased the amount of community outreach with a number of new drop-ins and different events. And remember, all of these things we would have been unable to do if you hadn't given at, at this time last year to those things. And finally, we employed Neil Simpson as our community hubs development manager. And that may be the best appointment we've ever made. He's actually a genius. Uh, and so he's been looking for buildings and all of that. And we're now in a place where in, in nearly every site, we've got our eye on at least one building. We've pursued community asset transfers with three different buildings and we're actually really close to getting the keys for one of those and we're excited about that and also we're, we're working towards the purchase of another building for another site and I know that you'd love to tell me which, you'd love me to tell you which sites those are but I hope you can understand the sensitivity of the negotiations. You know, if the wrong people heard that we, you know, that a particular building was available or that we were looking to buy it or 
it, get the keys for it, then the whole thing could be a disaster. And so, uh, please, would you pray generally for those buildings, but also, uh, if, if and when we can invite you to pray for a specific building, we definitely will. But we know that within the next few weeks or months, we could be taking the keys to at least one building. What we also know is that if two or three buildings came towards us at the same time, then financially, we would be overstretched. And so the trustees would be put in a really difficult position there, where they would be having to decide, gosh, which of these buildings could we take the keys to now and which would we have to turn down, which would be very, very difficult. Um, I wonder where I am on, on, my, on my notes. Yeah, so, so just, just to say on that, if, if your heart is kind of grabbed by the idea that every site could have a base for the place and a, you know, a place from which to uh, reach out to the local community, preach the gospel, build family a, a, as a local site, then please would you just bring your giving before the Lord and just say, Lord, you know, I think I'm supposed to invest in this. We would really, really love to see everyone getting on board with their uh, financial generosity. Okay, let's talk about the finances as a whole. Uh, we used to not do this. We used to have what some people refer to as pie chart night, where uh, I think I may have been the only person who called it that. But, you know, there was like an overhead projector and a, and a laser pointer and pie charts on the wall. And, you know, uh, the point is no one ever came. And, and so uh, our heart is to be transparent with the way that we do our finances. And, and so we now do them on a Sunday like this. And, and for, for lots of you, the information that I'm about to give you is like way enough. You know, you're like, okay, I think I've seen some numbers on the thing. It's okay. I'm happy with that. Uh, but I understand that for others of you, you, you might say, well, I'd love to know what's behind that number or whatever. Please, our heart is transparency. That's why we're doing it now. And if you have any questions, you should feel free to ask either Taryn or I or uh, perhaps contact uh, our finance team, Adrienne, um, initially. Please feel free to ask the questions that you would have because it's important to us that you have a sense that everything is being well stewarded and looked after. Uh, Okay, so what I'm about to talk about is for the financial year that ended on the 31st of August. And those, all of those numbers are now with the auditors or, yeah, they've kind of all been looked at. But this, this is what has happened so far. So over the course of the last year ending the 31st of August, you gave an astonishing 941, nearly 942,000 pounds, uh, which is... a I mean, it's just unbelievable. Uh, I, I know of hardly any churches in Scotland where th that kind of money is given. It's, it's an amazing, amazing amount. And that includes the £129,000 that was given by the, uh, for the strength in the stakes thing. And then the Chancellor of the Exchequer, I imagine through gritted teeth, uh, uh, sent us £192,000 of gift aid refunds. And then also, I don't know, somebody sold a kidney or something like that, and we, this is like another two, two and a half grand of other income. And uh, I, oh, every year at this point, I think, I should, always I should find out what that money is for, but I never do. Uh, and so over the course of the last year, you gave £1,136,000. That's got to be worth a clap, hasn't it? It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. We have, we, have never, we have never gone over a million pounds before, and so that is absolutely brilliant. And I just want to say, well done. That's, that's an astonishing, astonishing thing. Um, okay, let's see how we spent that money then. 
So amazingly, that meant, because we, we have a policy that says we give away the first 15% of all the income that comes in, and so we gave £180,000 to Mission last year. So we have uh, 12 different Mission partners in nine different countries, Kenya, Albania, China, Scotland, Sri Lanka, Tanzania, Uganda, England and Cambodia. And uh, watch out for a new missions newsletter that is just being produced at the moment, which will start to just feed in some more information about what's happening around our mission partners. So £180,000 to mission. This next one, fixing last year's stewardship, is that we have a policy that says that we put £20,000 into a fund so that whenever God says to start a new site, we've got some money to kind of prime the pump for that and then also £5,000 a year we're putting into what we're calling the boiler fund because the boiler that heats this building is uh, I think Moses was using it and, and uh, <laughs> it's really really old we know it's about to go and so we, we've had quotes in like approaching £30,000 to fix that and or to replace the whole heating system in this building and so we're putting money aside for that at this point last year we had no money and so last year we were not able to put that in. So this is like, okay, now we've got some money coming in. Let's do what we should have done last year. Uh, building and site costs is the cost of running this building and then the cost of hiring all the other venues and buildings that we use during the week and on Sundays, as well as leasing the vans and just making it possible to do church in all the different locations that we do. Operational costs is the kind of administrative backbone that facilitates 1,200 people doing worship and mission in eight different locations. And so that's, you know, the photocopying and the administrators and the finance team and all of that kind of a stuff uh, adds up to that. Let's keep going. £351,000 in ministry. So that's employing all of the pastors that operate across all the sites as well as the cost of all the different ministries that happen church family life and worship is things like the connect groups big gatherings social events alpha marriage parenting prayer ministry things like that that's uh where are we uh 71 pounds uh, pounds spent on the emerging generations I love that we're part of a church that just invests really, really heavily in our children and young people. And then lastly, £6,000 was spent on the community hub. So that's employing Neil uh, for the few months but before the end of the financial year for two days a week, as well as all of the legal fees that are starting to rack up for the different uh, negotiations and uh, agreements that we have to sign. So we spent one million and eighty six thousand pounds so wh where that all lands is if you come on to the next slide thanks um i can't quite see that so we hold forty thousand pounds in reserves uh, which means that if something were to go suddenly wrong we would have a capacity to be able to deal with that we began the year with just under ten thousand pounds in the bank we added that 1.1 million pounds we spent a little bit less and then we also put 20,000 pounds into the new sites fund for this year and also the uh, 5,000 pounds into the boiler fund and so we carry forward 34,000 pounds. Um, also just to let you know the boiler fund now has 10,000 pounds in it and uh, the new sites fund now has about 70,000 pounds um, and that's going down now all the time because we've started launching the Bridge of Don site. Okay, 
Uh, yeah. So uh, let me just finish the section on money by making a few comments about our financial situation. Um, uh, I think this is a great moment to just invite the whole church family to consider what, 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 in what way are we contributing into the life of the church. You know, we're, many of us are giving many, many hours uh, and into serving God and serving the people of God here, which is wonderful. Uh, however, hours don't pay the bills. And so lots of people also give financially, as you can see. But what I would say is that, that what we know is this time last year, about 45% of the church were giving in verifiable or um, traceable ways. So either by check or by standing order, 45%. This year, it's 55%, which is amazing. So 10% more people in our church are now giving in a way that we're able to um, track through the accounts. And uh, that, what that actually means is that 107 people or families started a standing order this year. And we just want to say, brilliant, well done. Thank you so much. We should give them a cheer. Also means 55% are giving in a way that we can trace, 45% are not. And uh, that may be that people are putting money into the baskets. But just so you know, the, uh, the proportion of our income that comes in through the baskets is 2%. So what that means is that at the moment, there are loads and loads of people who could give more. Uh, and I just want to say this really, don't miss out. You know, these are moments every year where we get to say, wow, that's amazing. I'm so glad I put my money there because that made a massive difference. 224 people came to faith, hundreds and hundreds of people's lives touched. That was a really great way to invest my money for an amazing return. And so our invitation, our strong encouragement would be, if you're not currently giving to the church uh, and you've counted yourself in and you said you're part of the family, then please would you bring that situation to the Lord and see what he would want you to give. Um, the other thing is, of those of us who are giving, again, like, this is all anonymous, which is a slightly uncomfortable thing for a pastor, because I recognize that if I knew some of the situations, then I would be, you know, I, I would understand, or I'd be, well, it's just a, a weird thing. It's all anonymous. But, but what our finance team tells me is that of the people who do give, about half are giving in a way that you might call more of a token than a tithe. And, and w by which I mean um, uh, about half of the people give less than £100 a month. Uh, and uh, like I, I know that some, for some people that's a massive amount of money. And I know that some people give so generously. But it's probably indicative of the fact that there are lots of people who are not fully bought into what we're doing or not fully... Uh, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's not fully on their radar. And so I just think this is a moment for us as a church to just say, Lord, once again, here's my income, here's my bank balance, here's my wallet. What would you have me do? Okay. And just so you know, just the easiest way to set up a standing order if you wanted is give.catalyst.vin. And it's just a very straightforward way. It takes you straight there. Okay. It would so help the trustees as they're looking to acquire new buildings, have all kinds of fees to pay, wanting to renovate them, equip them properly, strengthen everything. So help them if they just had a sense that the income was going to rise to meet the challenges that we're about to face. 
Okay, that's the bit open way of finish where you can, you know, you can stop clenching now. Uh, let me just finish by talking about the priority for the year ahead. So, Taryn and I came back from sabbatical three months ago, two months ago, anyway, uh, with a, a really deep sense that the next season in the life of our church is about pursuing the presence and the power of God in a new way. Like the last 10 or 11 years have been spectacular in what God's been doing amongst us. It's been largely about building and building and building, like constructing sites in places where there weren't sites before. We're not going to stop doing that, but we have a really deep sense that the next season is about asking the Lord to fill the tabernacle that's been built with the glory of God. And so our invitation to you that we've already made, but we'll make it again, is to join us on the journey of that. We're just desperate, even more so after the trials of the last few weeks. We're desperate for a visitation from God. We're desperate to see God turn up in power. We're just desperate. And so that's why you'll see us making some changes in the way that we do church. Like hopefully you've noticed we're starting to just push back in some areas of the service so that we can have more time in worship and just really trying to seek God in ministry, prayer ministry, make, make sure that that doesn't get squeezed out as much as it used to. The Sunday nights have been absolutely unbelievable. I don't know whether who's been to those, but um, particularly if you're not able to come on a Sunday morning or if you're serving on our kids' team, there's a freedom in the worship that's happening on Sunday nights that is off the charts brilliant, and, and we would love you to be part of it. We had our first upper room on Friday night a few weeks ago, and again, my gosh, I mean, the place was packed out, and it was, the presence of God was so thick, it was so heavy, it was quite intense, actually. And so the next one of those is coming up, I forget when, a couple of weeks' time. We would love you to come and be part of that, and I know that you'd love it if you came. Uh, also, prayer and fasting is a big part of that. I think at least 50 more people have signed up, on top of the people who are already doing that, to fast on a Monday or at some other time during the week. Again, we'd encourage you to contact the office if you would like to be added to the list of email reminder that goes out. Our priority is his presence. And I'm really excited about what the Lord is going to do. Why don't we stand?